It's the Next Up Podcast. It's been a while, but we are back with you. Jonathan Pearson and... The Dustin Bates. I feel like you can't call yourself the whatever that like that's prideful. So so how do you how do you do that? Like how do you say I'm important without saying I'm important? I really have I really have no clue. I don't think you have to you can call yourself important, Dustin. I think you have to let somebody else call you that or assume you, that by your by your credentials. Really really 2018, I've really been trying to per, um to perfect the humble brag. Is is really what this is about, hashtag, the humble brag. Hashtag humble brag. Hashtag humble brag. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like, you know, one of those you retweet something and you say, "Oh, so honored." You know, you're not honored. You just want to tell everybody else yeah. about what happened. And listen, I don't think it's I don't think it's weird that I have a lot of false Twitter handles that I just retweet myself. You know, you, you got you got to do what you got to do, right? You know, um, so much of the Christian faith is about fake being fake. Home. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so <laughs> we'll just cut that. We'll just cut that whole part out. Speaking of, I think we should dive into today's topic because obviously, uh, Dustin, you uh, are not qualified to speak on this, but we will do it anyway. Three characteristics of a good leader's personal life. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll talk in theory today. Yeah, only theory. Um, so basically, I mean, we're just, we're just going to take a kind of a 30,000 foot view of this. I think doesn't one of the things we often forget about when it comes to when it comes to leadership is the leader's personal life. Um, and it, it, it plays so much into not just um, how they're received by the people that follow them, but also uh, their success because, you know, people need to see authenticity and people need to know that the people that they are being led by um, are, are really who they say they are. And we see this over and over. Um, it seems like in the church this happens almost monthly that some leader falls because their personal life isn't lining up with their leadership life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so today we just want to take three look, three things that um, a good leader uh, does in their personal life. Uh, number one, Dustin, is they see the big picture. And the leaders that I follow and the ones that have meant the most to me, and I think, Dustin, a lot of this comes through experience. And so if you're a younger leader, maybe um, we can't quite grasp this concept fully yet. But they seem to see the big picture. In other words, they see that what's right in front of them isn't all there is, and nothing mm-hmm. seems crazy, crazy urgent or crazy, crazy big at the time. And what it does is it allows them to not panic in situations where it would make sense to panic. In other words, they know that the vision is bigger than the problem that's in front of them or even the problem that they can solve. Yeah. I actually heard a line here somewhat recently that – you know, kind of had a, had a profound effect on me, and it was that uh, there is an old man counting on me in what I in the decisions that I make now, and and that old man is me one day. Oh yeah. And so I, I you know, I thought I just thought that was a that was a a smart thing, you know, because I definitely think in this phase of many of our lives, you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners, you know, we're maybe mid thirties and below and you know, time does seem like it's infinite, but it's not. I mean, it's quite finite and we, you know, are starting to to learn that and starting to feel that, see that with my kids, realize that seasons pass by more quickly than you realize. But then to even think, you know, man, whether that's emotionally, physically, uh, financially, um, there is an old man counting on me and that, and that old man is me. Yeah. But, but I'm, you know, that's counting on me to make, wise decisions so that, you know, I don't have to worry, you know, or, or ho- hopefully not worry about, 
my health or, you know, my future finances when, you know, when I'm older. I just thought that was a profound way to kind of look at the big picture. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's one of those things where if you, if you see the big picture, so if you know where you're going and you have an idea of where you're going, it's like following your GPS system. I don't get panicked when I have to reroute my traffic on the way to somewhere as long as I have my GPS and I know where I'm going. But mm. the problem a lot of us have is we don't necessarily know where we're going. We don't see the, the, the big picture. And so where we are, we panic in the moment because we don't really see um, the vision we have for our life or the vision that God has for our life. And Dustin, one of the things I just thought of is, um, and maybe this is showing my age a little bit, like as far as, I guess, my young age. But, okay, Saved by the Bell reference. Okay, you ready? Um, there's a, a as you were talking, there's a there's an episode of the college years of Saved by the Bell. I think like four mm-hmm. four people watched those. One of those was me. And mm, there's an mm, episode mm. <laughs> there's an episode there where like the dorm like residence life coordinator guy who played football, he had this tattoo. And so he takes one of the uh, one of the guys into the bathroom. They're like, I want to see the tattoo. I want to see the tattoo. So they go in the bathroom. They come out and they're talking about the tattoo. And apparently he had a tattoo on his butt. And they're like, Hey, uh, that's Big Bird. And the the guy's like. No, when I got it, that was Tweety Bird. And so it's like, <laughs> it's like what you do now will catch up with you. And it may not look like you thought it would look later on. And so that's right. That's right. And, you know, so, so it is, so it is making, you know, wise decisions. I know this, this is going to sound so uh, preachery, so preachery, but, you know, one of the habits preach, preacher. Always, preach, preacher is one of the habits I've tried to, to pick up. And I'm not always super faithful with it, but, you know, try to read through Proverbs. Uh, multiple times a year, you know, there's there's 30 chapters or so, 31 chapters um, in Proverbs, you know, 30, 31 months, uh, you know, uh, uh, days in a month. And so I'm reading through, started again this month, and it just talks about how how wisdom, how, it, you know, it walks through you. It kind of is kind of this constant companion or should be this constant companion in life. But but the benefits of that down the road and just how, you know, uh, there was this reference this morning in Proverbs four where it's just like. Basically, that when you walk in wisdom, your path in front of you is well lit, like like the morning sun kind of lights the landscape. But if you're walking uh, without wisdom, you don't know where to turn. You don't know what to do, and, and your you know your path is is foggy and dark. And I just thought that's a very big image. I mean, I think while we're still young, you know, there are two ways to gain influence. You either learn it from someone, or you learn it from your own mistakes. And so. Mm-hmm. While we're young, I think it's definitely looking at other people and looking again at, at people who have who have lived life that are older than us and say, some of them made some really good decisions, some of them made some really bad decisions. But while they were making those decisions, they were once at the same place we are now. Yeah. You know, and and so where do we want to end up? Where you know, you, Andy Stanley has a line: uh, direction, not intention. And so I, I have to be careful of being really, really great intentioned but sometimes misdirected myself. Yeah, and I think I think this point too like you said is I think this is important why why it's important for especially those of us that are you know still relatively new at this have people around us that are uh, more experienced is mm-hmm. because they do help us see the big picture. Um, they help us kind of zoom out a little bit in those times where it seems like it's overwhelming and it seems like it's time to panic. Um, I think that's why it's important that we let those people speak into our lives and we uh, seek wisdom from them as well. Yeah. So yeah, big picture. I think that's I think that's powerful because life is busy, especially these seasons of our lives. We're building careers, we're building families, and I think sometimes it's hard to uh, if we're not careful, it, it can be hard to see the big picture. Yeah, absolutely. So the second one is uh, 
a good leader in their personal life, they live in the moment. And Dustin, this is going to sound kind of contradictory because if if I see the big picture, it, it means that the moment is not too big. Well, hear, hear me out, Dustin. Um, it, let's yeah, say convince me. Convince me. Okay, let's say you're putting together a puzzle. Okay, first off, I'm miserable because I hate puzzles and I'm too impatient to put them together. But let's say that you're putting together a puzzle. As you put together the puzzle, you're looking at the box cover, right? I mean, you're oh, oh. looking at what is going you're looking at the big picture like what is this puzzle going to look like yeah yeah, that's good but what are you doing in the moment you're actually working on the piece that's in your hand and so laboring and miserable is what you're doing in the moment that's right and probably wishing you could watch tv TV or something more friends and better hobbies (laughs) that's what i'm doing in the moment (laughs) so uh, you ruined my point. Okay, uh, but so so you see the big picture, but you're living in the moment, and so I think uh, good leaders know how to balance this. And and I, you know one of the things as I look back at the times in life that I regret, and I think for most of us we can say that we regret because we weren't fully in the moment, and so because we were somewhere else or because we weren't living in the moment, we wish we would have done blank then, or I wish I would have said blank then. And a lot of times the reason we miss that is because whether it's a conversation with our wife, a friend of ours, or in our leadership, or even in a sermon, or whatever it might be, one of the reasons why we regret things is because we're not thinking and living in the moment. We're not spending time Mm -hmm. with the people that are right in front of us. So while we have to see the big picture, we're looking at the puzzle box, we still have to work on our piece. Otherwise, as you said, Dustin, the old me is going to regret it if I don't live in the moment while seeing the big picture and how it all fits together at the same time. Did I convince you? No, no, I think that's good. I mean, so while you're actually talking, what came to mind? You were supposed to so, be hanging on every word I was saying. I, dude, I was hanging. I was, okay. I was hanging on the first few words, um, <laughs> on the puzzle thing. Um, no, that was. But uh, so, so in a, in a hum, humble brag, because that's this is the, the theme of this episode. Hashtag humble brag. So recently, my wife and I lost um, some weight, and it's really probably the most significant weight loss that I have I have had. I've always been, um, as they as the genes used to say, husky, and so. Feel your pain. Uh, one of the things that when it, you know, I guess when it came to, let's say, food in this example, um, because I was never very disciplined in my eating, uh, in a way, even though I love food, it was always attached to, I would say, this this feeling of guilt. Mm-hmm. And so even though I, in a way I'm always just living in the moment, because I don't have the big picture in mind, um, every in the moment circumstance was always, I know I shouldn't be eating like this, but I don't know how to change or I shouldn't be doing this, but I I love it too much or whatever it was. And so always the moment was always uh, accompanied by guilt. And so whenever we really went hard after this thing, we educated ourselves, we, we stuck to it, we held each other accountable. Uh, as we started to, to really lose a lot of weight, what, what happened is this, this kind of change in my mind happened and this, and this principle can go to whether it's weight loss or finances or whatever. But, if you are being disciplined with that big picture mindset, it then actually allows you in the moment to have these these moments of, of pleasure. And so like for us, man, if it's Friday night Chinese food because we love our Chinese food, you know what? I no longer have to feel guilty. So that guilt is no longer accompanied in those wonderful in the moment moments because – I'm allowed that now, you know, in a, in a weird way, I, I deserve that. Or, you know, if it's financially, we're not, you know, spending money because we have a bigger picture in mind. And so when we do get to take a little vacation or, or get to splurge a little bit, it's no longer accompanied by guilt. And I think that's the way you t- are supposed to live in the moment. That actually, these things aren't contradictory at all. 
they have to be together. Like you have to see the big picture. You have to have the discipline to know that there is a big picture and that I'm planning for right. something. But then what freedom that then allows. And so, so, so here's the, here's the catch. Do I get to eat whatever I want to eat all the time? No, but I've actually found it to be better. And in those moments that I do get to splurge, that it's much more enjoyable Yeah, because and, I'm no longer having to trade everything. And, and one of the, pl- one of the places my wife and I is budgeting, like a monthly budget also does that same thing. And so while I'm not getting to buy whatever I want or spend the money that I want all the time, it get, it allows freedom because if I know I have a clothing budget of let's say a hundred bucks, whatever it is, then I don't feel bad about spending $25 for a new shirt. You know what I'm saying? And so, because I see the big picture because I'm living towards the big picture, it allows me to take advantage of the moment. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's really good. And I think that plays out in our personal life and in our, um, in our public life and in, in, mm. in, in the way we lead, um, is to see the big picture, but live in the moment, love the people you're with, love the people you lead, really care about them. Um, and I think that those are, those are the kind of people that, uh, other people want to follow. So Dustin, does that mean that you are no longer going to the Chinese buffet and eating crab sticks, fake crab sticks? <sighs> Sadly, no. There's this whole story that I'm not going to share on the podcast, but I haven't been back in quite some time, which it has. It has, you know, now now that the breakup is over, I honestly see that it was probably a good thing. Okay. Um, For those of you that don't know, there was some there was some there was some mourning. There was a time and a season of mourning. So Dustin and I, we used to obviously work at the same church. And so sometimes we would go to the Chinese buffet and our favorite thing were the fake crab sticks and the fake fake scallops. Wait, they were Um, they were fake. I know. I know. It's mind blowing. Substance. (laughs) Mind blowing. All right. So number three is they see the big picture. They live in the moment and they are authentic. And Dustin, I think this is really where the rubber hits the road. So, does your private life line up with your public life? And as I was saying, no. at the, oh, at oh the you're time. not asking a question. Oh, I'm <laughs> no, sorry. No. Okay, <laughs> uh, uh, let's just uh, let's cut that part out. Let's cut that part out. <laughs> hashtag not humble brag. Okay. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag slip. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make a big beep when. Uh, beep. Oh, no, no. Um, anyway, uh, so does your, does your private life line up with your public life? And here's the thing in the, the more that I live and I think the really quality people that we want following us and that we want on our team can see through when you are not being authentic in your private life and in your public life, people can see, people can recognize a fake when they see it. And Dustin, I don't, I don't know about you, but I've noticed that more and more people are after authenticity in the lives of the people they follow because they've been burnt so much by the fakeness, by um, a, per, a public persona that doesn't match a private life. And so they're seeking authenticity. And while it's hard to prove you're being authentic with them all the time, once they see it, I think it builds something between the two of you, between the people that follow you and you that can't be accomplished any other way. Influence builds so much quicker when it's accompanied by authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I've done some thinking on this, uh, just even with our staff here at the church, trying to uh, communicate that to any new staff, you know, that, that certainly in our world, church world, you know, that, that holds true even more, you know, you can, you can potentially make an argument in the, in the secular workforce that you can kind of be a wreck personally, but as long as you're good at your job, it doesn't matter. Now that applies, um, less now, partly because of social media, but certainly in the church world, um, those two were basically one of the same. I mean, who you are personally, um, 
actually who you are professionally is just the overflow of who you are personally. And so, yeah. um, but I, but I think that as just believers in Jesus, you know, I know maybe everybody on this podcast, um, may not, may not feel that, you know, that have that faith system, but, um, certainly in the Christian faith, I mean, who, who we are, um, sure. with just us and God is, is, that's the real thing. That's the innocence. The only thing that really matters. Everything else is the overflow. Well, well, here's here's the thing. I mean, even for those people, and I would love to for somebody to tweet us, to email us, whatever, um, that aren't a Jesus follower. But even the people that don't follow Jesus still are seeking authenticity. Um, yeah. They still crave that. They still want to know that it's legit. And ultimately, that's what they're seeking before they decide to follow Jesus. Is they want to see is this thing legit? Like, are these people legit? Mm, um, and mm, so mm. they they don't mind you telling them the truth and what you believe is the truth. But what they want to see are, are they living out the truth that they say they believe? And that's where the rubber really hits the road. That's true. You know, and I, I, and honestly, I'm glad that's a, I'm glad that's something that our culture is pursuing because I do think. Um, before the advent of social media in this in this connected world that we now live in, uh, honestly, it was harder to find that out. I mean, people yeah. could go twenty, thirty years, and or, where or did have it spread? This, yeah, have have this have this career or this persona, and um, all of a sudden, you know, we see that in our politics, and we see now. I mean, how you know, in, in a sense, in an afternoon, you know, somebody's whole world can be can be brought down, or because of some hidden thing they were living or doing, or or whatever, but. Yeah. And I think that also feeds that need that now, man, what do we want? We want authentic people, people who really are who they say they are, whether that's church leaders, whether that's just leaders, whether that's husbands and wives. Yeah. We just want authentic people. Yeah. And I think and, – and and having said that, I mean one of the things I've noticed is like especially if you look at people that are in, pu- in the public eye, like I feel like they can get away with more if it's authentic. So in other mm. words – the things like I'm thinking of even like sports athletes now, like if it's perceived as authentic, it doesn't have to necessarily be extremely politically correct. Um, but now if it's a good call, I think yeah, it can, it can I think there's be more balance. divisive. Yeah. If, yeah. It, if there, if it seems like it's genuine or, moment, yeah. or I've even noticed you're right. A thread of not all the time, but people seemingly do still have, you know, mercy on, on people who are in the public eye that seem to be authentically yeah. apologetic. True. You know, no, I really am, or they try to get out in front of it. That doesn't always happen. Um, we also we have a very gnashing of teeth culture in yeah. our in our in our country. But I have seen some of that play out too. Yeah. So let's just um, recap podcast in a moment here. Um, three characteristics of a good pers- leader's personal life. Number one, they see the big picture. They don't panic. Number two, they live in the moment. While they see the big picture, they see the puzzle box, they work on the piece that they're on. And number three, they're authentic. Their public life matches their private life. Dustin, you got anything else to add before we go? No, I, I, I think that's it. I think those things, that's um, if, if just even these three. I know, we've, I know we have given our listeners many, many golden nuggets of, oh, of truth course. and wisdom um, out there. You know, and, but I do think it's, 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 simple, it's simple principles like this. You know, this just holds true, Christian life or not, church world or not. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what your family like, uh, life is like. These these principles hold true. Yep, they sure do. All right, everybody, have a good fall, y'all. And we, Dustin, let's go ahead and promise the people that we will be back within the next month. Let's do that because we can't listen. Break, we can't break listen, the promise. We know, that would be authentic. We know there has been some tears shed yeah. that you have missed us. But hey, listen, absence make the heart grow fonder. Yes, and we are fond of you. Everybody, have a good month. <laughs>